Hey friends, welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And on today's episode, we're talking about dealing with low motivation. Maybe you're not feeling as motivated as you normally are or as you would like to be. Maybe you're in a funk or you're just going through a hard time. If that is you, listen up because I'm talking to you. This episode is an episode that I did not plan on recording. And I just felt like God was like tugging me, pulling my heart, telling me to come over here and speak to you and keep it real. Because I didn't want to get on here and talk with you about how I've been feeling such low energy and lacking motivation. Because I didn't want to bring your energy down. And I'm so mindful of energy. You know that from listening to the show. And I know it's contagious. And I didn't want to get on here and be like, this is all the crap that I've been dealing with. And then you're feeling that to you. And it's not helpful to you. But I know what is helpful is to know that you're not alone if you are feeling that way. Because that's been something that's been really helping me is when I've been talking to people about how I've been feeling and hearing that they've been feeling similar or just them validating my feelings. It's been so helpful in helping me make the shift up. So that's why I'm here today talking to you. And I've also noticed some other things that have been really helpful to me that might be helpful to you. So I'm going to be sharing those things today in the episode. Some tips that you can use to help shift out of that funk or really thrive through that hard time. So we'll get to that. I also have some perspectives that I just feel like are so powerful in helping to shift your energy that I texted myself. If you listen to the show, you know I like text myself ideas for the show and I texted them to myself and I wanna make sure we touch on those as well. But before we get to those, I wanna just keep it real with you and give you some more details about the funk that I've been in and, and why it's been so hard for me to get out of it. Because normally I will say that I'm pretty good about shifting my energy. Like I'll go to those lower states like we all do as humans, but I usually don't stay in them very long. And I'm usually a very positive person. Like I see the goodness in even the crappiest of times. But recently it's just been a lot harder to really get my energy up and to focus on the good stuff. It's just like a, a funk that I've been in. It hasn't been a long one, but man, I've really been in it. So when I really sit back and I evaluate what's going on, I realize for me, the reason why I feel like it's been so much harder to get out of because it's not just focused in one area of my life. It's been in a combination of different areas of my life. So for example, like my home environment has been very chaotic. That has been a big stressor on me recently. And then also in the relationship space, like where I would normally rate my relationships pretty high in satisfaction, it hasn't been like that because of some family issues, some past wounds coming up, getting dug into triggers. With the holiday season, I'm very triggered around some things that have happened in my past. Um, and being around family can just bring up a lot of that stuff. And I know a lot of pe other people experience stuff like that, too. So that's an area that's really been affected. And then the other area is like even in my career, there's been so many changes where I've been given more responsibility and a lot more opportunity, which I feel very blessed to have. But that also comes with another set of stresses. 
like having to step out of your comfort zone and learn this new thing and, you know, really step in front of people and be judged in those situations. And that brings up all kinds of crap for people, you know, for anyone. I know it does for me, but dealing with all of that on top of everything that's going on and a lot of other changes, which I'm totally going to tell you about, but I'm not going to go into all the details on this episode, but I want you to know there's going to be more details coming about this. I'm going to give you more details and keep it real with you. Uh, But anyways, that's just a little bit of what I've been experiencing. And one of the things that has really been, I guess, shown to me, taught to me from all of this is that my environment being chaotic really affects my energy so much. And I think this is true for a lot of people, but for some of us, even more so. And right now, my husband and I are doing a massive remodel on our bathroom. So we have contractors coming in our house every day to you know, remodel this bathroom. And it's a big remodel. It's it's not just like change the tile. It's like take down walls, add a whole new shower with two shower heads and like this bench and the steam room and this new window. And then the closet, like we created a whole new closet. We took ours out and we're creating a whole new one. So it's like a massive remodel. Walls are going down. They're cutting into the ground. And I thought that they were just going to be in one room, you know, just the bathroom and the closet that they were dealing with. And that's it. No, it's like every room they're in. You know, one room is filled with stuff from the one room. Um, You can barely walk around. There's like construction stuff everywhere in the second room upstairs. And then my bedroom, half of it is taken over with the construction and all my other stuff is like pushed to the side. It's just like I'm and I'm the person that like makes my bed every morning and likes it to look nice, you know, so it's just chaotic. And then downstairs in my office area where I normally work, that's where all of the plumbing stuff is. So they're in there cutting into walls and doing stuff. And then there's like construction stuff all over the house, like in the living room. Every single room has stuff in it and it feels crowded. So on top of that, not only is that visually very distracting for me, and I'm someone who I have ADD. I'm a person that deals with ADD. I don't want to identify as that as an ADHD person, but like, you know what I mean? I'm already very, I have a tendency to be very scattered and distracted. So seeing that it just, it's, it's like a lot for me mentally, you know, a messy environment. This is why I'm always telling people like, be intentional about your space that you're in so you can keep your mind focused, right? But that's not how my reality has been lately. And on top of it, I need to leave every day to go find somewhere to work. So I got to pack up everything and then find somewhere to work. And lately, I've been driving an hour and a half to my in-laws Airbnb where it's quiet and I have Wi-Fi and I can be on the computer for long periods of time because I can't just go to a coffee shop for me. It's like I really need it to be quiet for my client sessions or if I'm facilitating, it's hours on Zoom. So even the library won't even rent me a room that long where I'm going to be on the computer for you know seven, eight hours teaching a class. So anyways, I've really had to go out of my way to make this work. And it's it's just added another layer of stress. So I've been staying away from my house for a while. Like this this week, I'm away from home for a few days um, just to so I can work and not have to drive back and forth three hours a day, you know. So anyways, that's what's been happening. That's just one little piece. And then what I've from talking to someone about this, I've realized, too, that There's a lot of like things that stress us out. And I want you to think about this for yourself. 
is like things that stress us out may be related to stuff from our past, like childhood things. Stuff always can get boiled back to like childhood stuff. And for me, I was, so I grew up in an environment that was kind of chaotic in the sense that I would move around with my mom and she would kind of leave me in places and just go do her own thing. And I was like left in that space to like figure out what to do and how to get the resources that I needed on my own. And I think what's been happening lately is like I've been really triggered into that that kid like that fearful kind of state of having to figure this out with like in a chaotic environment like, where am I going to go to get the resources I need? And I just feeling like it was all on me. And that's what the thought that was popping up in my mind is like this. I'm dealing with this chaos and it's all on me to figure out. And it's not. It's not like me at all, all of it to figure out. My husband has been super helpful. Like my family has been helpful. My friends have been helpful. But I noticed like that thought is running and it's been causing a lot of stress on me. So I share this with you because I want you to think about the things that have been causing stress on you. What is the thought that's running that is causing that stress for you? Because it's a thought, it's a belief that maybe it may have came from things in your past, but no longer serves you, no longer is true. But then you're letting it run the show and it's triggering anxiety for you or fear or low energy. There's something going on there. I just asked a client earlier today, I said, what are you thinking? Like, really tell me, what are you thinking when you feel that way? And she kept going back to, I don't know. That's something I often hear people say. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. No, stop and really think about it. What are you thinking? And where did that come from? Why is this so triggering for you? So for me, I just did that that work and I was like, whoa, like as I really reflect back on it and thankfully one of my friends that we were joking about this, that she's being my my psychotherapist for the time because she was like, I think this might be related to, you know, and talked about it. And I was like, eh, yeah, you know, that makes perfect sense. So the other thing too is you learn things about yourself. Over time, you're like, whoa, like certain things are very triggering to me. And why? And if you know that, like for me, I know that that's a childhood thing that I dealt with that can be very triggering for me. So then I know what I need to show up in my best way is to have an environment that feels grounded, that is, you know, clean, that I can focus in, that I feel safe in, that's really going to be important for my own mental health. What is it that you need to feel your best? That's what you need to be thinking about. Okay, so that's one example. And then like I told you some of the other examples of things happening in my life. So, and then some of the triggers that I've been experiencing related to some family stuff and just me not showing up, I know, in the best way because it's like certain things are like triggering me, reminding me of things from the past. And um, that has been, so that, all of those stressors then cause it so then I don't feel as motivated. So then I start to lack things like my health. Like I'm not showing up in the best way when it comes to my health because you don't feel like it. Your energy is down from all these other things. And then that affects everything else, what we, what we always talk about on the show. So with that said, feeling like I was in this low place and really feeling like I just felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And it's like, how true is that? I have a ton of friends. Um, A lot of my past clients have become really great friends to me. And uh, I have family, all the things. But I was just feeling like, oh, I'm just like alone in this. And the reason I tell you that is because I want you to remember that you're always under attack. 
like when it comes to Satan and, you know, the enemy, whatever you want to call it, or that that evil energy, whatever it is, like there's that in our lives. And the the goal of the enemy, this is what it says in the Bible, is to co- to kill, steal, and destroy. That is the goal of the enemy. Kill, steal, and destroy. So whatever goodness is happening in your life, you're trying to happen, you want to happen in your life, an opportunity. Ooh, wouldn't he love to kill, steal, and destroy that? And oftentimes the way that 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 is targeted, that thing, that thing that you're going to be next leveling into, or that new opportunity, or maybe a new great blessing coming into your life, what he would love is to get into your mind and remind you of past crap, why you're not good enough, shame around something, all the ways you lack you know, what you haven't done this year, which you haven't excelled at, how you showed up and acted, you know, you kind of got mad in the situation and whatever. It's like reminding you of all the bad, the lack, the not enoughness. That's like attack mode. That's how it works. So even you realizing that can show you that you don't have to fall victim to that. It's kind of like you know people are coming at you. Like I just picture like back in the day, you know, riding horses with like spears or guns towards you, but you see them coming. So now you can know how to respond to that in a way that's helpful to you. So I just want you to to notice that. And what voice are you listening to? I wasn't going to share this on the podcast. I don't even have it in my notes, but I'm going to look it up. So on my Facebook and Instagram, I actually shared this just reminder of God's voice versus Satan's voice. And it says on the left, this image, God's voice stills you, leads you, reassures you, enlightens you, encourages you, comforts you, calms you, convicts you. Where Satan's voice rushes you, pushes you, frightens you, confuses you, discourages you, worries you, obsesses you, condemns you. So if you're hearing any of that stuff, you're feeling that way, it's like, well, who are you going to choose to listen to? And maybe what you need is to hear more of God's voice. Turn up that volume and turn down the Satan's voice volume and start to like really focus and listen into what God has to say. This other writing in the image that I shared says, God is never early and he's never late. He's always right on time. His plans for you are good. God is a God of love and order. If the voice you are hearing doesn't sound like those things, then they're not from him. Ooh, don't some of us need to hear that? Okay, so now I want to get into some of the strategies that have been really helpful for me during this season. All right, number one is talking to someone. My tendency under stress, and you can see this in my energy leadership index assessment, my profile, this is my default under stress. It's a one energy of avoidance. I am often the person when I feel stress, my default is to avoid the thing that's stressing me, run away from it, or kind of like self-sabotage around it, like, oh, I'm not going to do this thing or just walk away from that because it's got hard and it's got it's gotten hard, it's gotten challenging. Like, this is not, I, I am aware of this, guys. Like, I notice this happening, so I don't fall victim to it like I have in the past, but that's my first normal response. 
And I spot it right away. And that's what's really helpful. But that's what I'll default to. And it also will look like this in relationships. Like, let's say someone says something that really bothers me, whether that's, you know, my husband or a family member or whoever it is. My initial response is often, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me or get away from me. That is an example of that level one energy that I'm talking about, that I tend to default under stress. Procrastination also lives in this space. That's where some of the self-sabotaging behavior can come in, the quitting, the giving up. So I'm sharing this with you because I know this, this is very common for people. I see it all the time as a coach as a default response to stress. And the more that you can shine a light on it, like the monster under the bed, the more it goes away, like the more that you can intentionally deal with it. It's like, I see it and now I can choose a different response. So for me, my natural tendency is to kind of isolate. And that's exactly what the enemy would want me to do and be in my head, focus on the things I should have done differently, hate on myself in some way, focus on my lack, my shame, any of that stuff where I wasn't enough, that kind of not enoughness spiral that is like when you start, what happens when you start to isolate and that's exactly what the enemy would want for you. So I often default to that. So the last thing I want to do is talk to someone about it, just keeping it real. I kind of want to just isolate and hide in my own stuff. But knowing that, because I see that response, I'm like, that's not helpful for me. That's not going to get me out of it. So then I find someone that I can trust and that I can talk to. And I ended up doing that and it was so helpful. I was able to talk to one of my friends and she just really was there for me and listened to me. And then I started talking to some of my other friends about it and they were just so like helpful and loving. And they were like, oh my goodness, I've been feeling a similar way and just like encouraging me. And it was so helpful. And we need that in our life. We need those people to encourage us because we all go to these low states. It doesn't matter who you are. My question is, are you going to stay there? Are you going to allow yourself to stay there? That's when, remember we talk about that's where we can go wrong is when we stay there. Not that we go there when we stay there. That's why the energy shifting tools are so helpful. I was talking to another client today about her progress and she was just like, man, this has just been a game changer in my life. Like the way that I spot energy and now I intentionally respond versus reacting like I used to. And it was so toxic and caused so many issues in my life. Like she's seeing such a transformation in her relationships and we're just getting started in her career. So I'm excited to see what happens there. But it's really cool to see like how powerful this work is. So step one is to don't isolate. Like actually talk to someone you trust that can help you or will listen to you. Just hold space for you. Okay, so that's one. Even when you want to isolate, because if you're like me, you, you want to do that. You want to withdraw and disengage. You don't want to go around to anyone. You don't want to go to an event or a party or do anything with anyone when you feel like that. But that's not going to help you. Okay, and then step two or tip two is to move your body. If you can't, you've heard me say this before if you listen to the show, if you can't shift your own mind by like changing your own thoughts and doing that mental work, then move your body, change your body because that changes your mind. It changes your energy from a physical level. So moving, going for a walk, oh, that's been so helpful. And bonus here is to do a walk and chat. That's If you're one of my clients, you know we have this conversation where we're like, you want to do a walk and chat? We're like, we walk and chat with each other about things. 
Well, I see it as doing a walk and chat with God and really like having it be like a conversation, like you're walking and you're praying about what's going on in your life. You're asking help from God and you're listening. You're listening for the guidance that's coming back. Oh, that's so helpful in shifting my energies, just going outside, going for the walk and really intentionally listening to what's coming up, not listening to a podcast, not listening to anything, just like waiting for what to hear what God has to say about the situation and praying and asking for what it is you desire. And God, help me. Like, I've been feeling like my energy sucks. Please help me get out of this, you know, and he will help you. Like that is said, I will help you in the Bible. Okay. The next thing is to journal out your thoughts. This is so helpful. And if you can do this every day, like in some form, writing out how you're feeling. The other day, I I felt so much better just by writing a page of, I swear it was swear words on the whole entire page about things that were happening. And But it felt like I released it like out of my head and like let that energy go. It's it's like, you know, when your computer is running really slow because there's too much space taken up on it, it's like you're getting a hard drive out and then you're pulling information off your computer and onto the hard drive and opening up space on your computer so it can run better, so it can run faster, it can be more efficient. Maybe that's also why you're not feeling as motivated because you're carrying too much in your own mind. Letting it go, giving it to God, giving it to the paper, looking at it as an observer and just looking at what's really going on in the mind there and how much of it is like legit, like where you're or and how much of it is just like made up stuff that that isn't even like where you're noticing that you're focusing on all the negative things. And it's like, what? Who am I? When I look on the paper, I'm like, oh, life really sucks. It's awful. Like, no, it's not. What the heck? Like when I look at it like that, I'm like, what? look at all these amazing things that are happening. It just helps me see it in a different way. Like I'm out of it. And now the, I'm the observer of it. And now I can do something with it. So that's been really helpful to me. So those three things, let me quick recap. And then I have some bonus perspectives I want to share with you before we go. So the three things that you can do. Number one is talk to someone about it. Even if you're in a funk and it's just like a minor one, still talk to someone about it. A good friend or just someone else that you really trust. Um, a coach, you know, whatever it is. Talk to someone about it. The second thing is to do a walk and chat. Do a walk and chat with God. Go Get out there and move and go for a walk. Or if you're just feeling frustrated, step away from the situation. Go walk. Don't be listening to anything right right away. Just allow yourself to listen because a lot of times we want to consume, consume. I know I'm guilty of that. I love podcasts, but like I'm telling you, just walk and listen. Talk to God. Listen to what comes back. And then the third thing was to do a thought download. Write it out. What are you really feeling? It's like morning pages. Whatever is on the mind. If it's a page full of swear words, let it be and then observe it. And then you decide what to do with that information. Okay, those are the three tips for you. And then let's talk about bonus perspectives. All right, what else is really helpful is just remembering that every low point ends up moving into a high point. Like really, if there's a low point, 
You're about to experience a high point coming up. It's just how life is. You know, when we have a really high, high moment, we're about to dip down. Like it's, it's just like how it's like this ebb and flow, like kind of situation. It's like how life is. We're not meant to be one happy 100% of the time, not in this human experience. But what we can do is when we experience those low moments in our life, we can decide what we want to make it mean. So that's my next coaching question for you. What do you want to make this mean? Do you want to ha- have this low moment in your life mean that you suck even more? Of course not. The enemy would want you to think that though. But for you, what do you want to make it mean? Maybe it's a lesson that you're supposed to learn. You ever hear those quotes around how you'll keep experiencing the teaching until you learn the lesson? Maybe you're supposed to learn a lesson to help you move on to step into this next chapter that God has for you. What is that lesson that you need to learn? For me, I really feel like it's about letting go of some some baggage that I've been holding on to for a long time. It's like, Ange, let it go. Like those those sandbags, let those sandbags go so you can rise up. That kind of stuff is what I've been experiencing. So what is the lesson here? What is this experience teaching you? What is it teaching you about you, about your situation? You know, even for me, it's around how listening to my intuition, that has been a huge, huge, huge lesson for me recently. The other day, I spent hours on the phone. I was so pissed at my husband about this um, because so my husband is very intentional, we'll call it that, with his money. He does not like to pay for credit card charges. You know how lately the thing is, is that when you when someone has to pay like the 3% charge or whatever it is to the credit card company, they just charge the customer it. They'll say, oh, you're going to pay with card? Okay, I'm going to have to charge you 3% more though because I get charged for that. I've been noticing that as a common trend. Well, my husband doesn't like that. He does not want to pay 3% more. So his thoughts are either one, I write you a check old school, or he usually doesn't carry cash like, you know, in big amounts for paying for something that is a bigger amount. But he's like, can I write you a check or can I do a deposit like straight into your bank account? Because he just wants to at all costs like avoid the 3%. So with that said, um, recently we we had paid for part of this trip thing that we're going to Laos to, for my mom, uh, to bring my mom there, which I'm excited about. She hasn't been back ever since she was a little girl. She's now a citizen of the US and as of what, last year or something like that, been away from Laos for 50 something years. Like this is where my family is originally from, from Laos and Thailand. And anyways, we're bringing my mom back there. So it's such a cool trip. And she would never go without Ian and I setting this up. So I'm bringing her and my stepdad. Super excited. It's going to be over my birthday. It's going to be fun. She wants to do a Laos wedding for us. (laughs) She wants to do, I don't know, this whole party situation. Anyways, I'm excited to have that experience for her. Well, we've been planning this trip. So my husband, after he found out that the company that we've set up this tour with, wanting to charge us the 3% more, he's like, well, I'll just wire you the money then because I don't want you know to pay that. So what he had me do was set it up where I do a bank transfer. And I told him, and I and my intuition, y'all, my intuition, something else happened recently too. And it was the same thing. I was like, why don't I listen to my intuition? Instead of just listening to my husband, 
in that situation because my intuition was stronger. So I told him, I was like, I don't think we should do this because it's not a safe way to transfer like money because I'm sending it to this country in Asia and I don't know if it's even going to get there and whatever. Anyways, he was convinced because they give they given us all the bank account information. So y'all know where this is going, right? <laughs> I sent the money over and this is about like $1,600 or something like that. And uh, she ends up saying that she never got it. So the, the lady's like, I've never got it. We need to like get your flight or whatever figured out. And we still haven't received the money. And I'm like, well, it was automatic. It was taken out. These are the exact numbers that you gave me. So I woke up in the morning, y'all. And that was the first thing that my husband said to me. He came downstairs and I was like journaling. And he's like, and she said she never got the money. And he like was went to go take a shower. And I'm like, what? So I'm looking back at my bank account. It was like the first thing I dealt with in the morning. It was like four hours of my time trying to figure it out, calling the bank. And they're like, well, it's a legit bank. Then where did go? Where did you get these numbers from? And long story short, the lady had a link that some for some reason, when you click on it, it gives you another bank information, but it was all the bank information for their third party of where they get do payments from. I don't know the situation. Anywho, we ended up tracing the money back and they were able to get the money from the other company and all was well. But y'all, like, I really believe if I would have listened to my intuition, because I wanted to tell my husband, well, you want to do a credit card, just pay the fee because it protects you. You know, the credit card has protection. The the transfer, okay, you guys get what I'm saying. But my intuition was telling me that, but I didn't listen to it. And it was like, that was a lesson for me. It was like, here's an example of you not listening to your intuition. When you knew it was strong, it was telling you not to do that. And I'm glad it all worked out because I prayed about it too. I was like, God, like help me like just see this in a better light because I was so frustrated and I was so mad at my husband. And it was just like, I cried that day when the, um, what was it called? The, const- I want to keep saying construction workers, but contractors were in the house and I was just dealing with a bunch of other stuff and when one of the people were talking to me I was just like crying and I'm just like I'm just just nobody talked to me like I was like like went to my one you know energy and I was like uh anyhow it all worked out and it was fine but I'm sharing that with you because that was a lesson that I got out of it so whatever you are experiencing what is it teaching you is it teaching you that you need a stronger boundary that you should have spoken your truth sooner That you want to be the person that speaks your truth sooner so that you're later not in a situation where it's uncomfortable. And, you know, I've been in situations like that where I'm like, gosh, I really should have mentioned this sooner because now I got to figure out how to walk away from this. And this is like or now I'm resenting this person that I'm doing this thing that I never wanted to do to begin with. That's another example. So there's a lesson here that you're supposed to learn. What is it? That's going to help shift your energy. It's a good energy shifting question. What is this teaching you? What is the lesson here? What do you want to make this mean? And then also this reminder that every day you have a choice of how you're going to show up. Every day. I read a quote and I was like, yeah, I know, right? We hear that all the time. But for reals, when you wake up in the morning, it's a new day. Like tomorrow is a new day. And you get to decide when you wake up, are you going to choose to give energy to the lack, what's wrong, what's bad, and allow yourself to suffer, are you going to choose to give energy to the goodness that is there? That's got to be an intentional thing you're doing. You remember which one Satan wants you to go, what direction? But what does God want for you? Remember the voice of God? Like what direction does he want you to go? Abundance, goodness, how we can turn everything to good. 
So that is a choice you make every single day, choosing fear or choosing love. You can also think about it in that way. Also choosing what is constricting you or expanding you. This is a big lesson that I learned. I woke up and I found myself just like, uh, my ego was getting in the way. And I'm like, I just wanna like, I'm not talking to anyone. Like I'm not coming around then. You know, it's like, I kind of go to that place. And I'm like, that's constriction. That feels awful. That feels like I'm holding on to catabolic energy. That's not love. That's not me showing up from a place of love. That's not gonna make things better. And I just really had to like get myself to be like, what would you choose? Like, don't choose suffering edge. You can choose to focus on the good. You can focus on what you're gonna do differently as you move forward. It's like, I gotta coach myself too. All right, every day you gotta coach yourself. You have to coach yourself because you're the one that's there with you every single day. The other thing is, um, oh, this one I've talked about before, which is a quote from Jess Ekstrom, who says that pressure is privilege. And I really like thinking about that. Like lately when I've been dealing just with a lot of pressure around things, and when you're, you're being called to bigger things in your life, you're dealing with a lot of stuff. And there is like responsibility that comes with that. There's also stressors, but it's a privilege when you really think about it, it's like this this crap that's happening with my house where I'm like, oh, this is taking way longer than what we had planned. And it's just been more chaotic. But it's like, this is going to be really sweet that I'm going to have a really awesome bathroom. And I can't wait to like go for, I'm not going to say cold runs in the morning because I don't like running in the freezing snow and cold. But like afterwards, I get to be in my steam room and just be like, ah, proud of myself. Like I'm looking forward to that. That's a privilege. Me having all the responsibilities around some of the work that I'm doing, yes, it feels stressful now that I'm trying to learn all these new things, but it's a privilege. So there's some stuff that you're dealing with also that it's like, this is some privilege stuff in here too. So that might be a part of it, but that really helps me too, shifting my mindset around it. Okay, that is all, y'all. I hope that this was helpful to you and did some shifting with your own energy. I hope you have an awesome holiday season and that you show up in ways that you're proud of and that you show up from a place of love even when it's hard and that you choose that every day even when it's hard. All right, have an awesome day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Shoot, I forgot. If you're still here and you haven't signed up for the Clarify Your Vision online retreat, all that information is in the detail section. I know some of you all have. I'm so excited to clarify your vision with you and guide you through that process in January. Uh, remember, the early word special ends at the end of December. So I would sign up now if you want to be a part of that and you want to be really intentional about how you show up. That is all for now. Have an awesome day. Bye.